0: Welcome back to Real Talk with Rio and Murph, the most niche podcast on the internet. This week's sponsor is Peace. Let's Not War in a war game. So this is podcast number twenty one and it's a start
1: around thirty one. Murph. Shall we do this? You bet, man, I'm excited. it's uh, it's always fun to talk about a new round because it's like a new chapter in a novel, right? You don't really know what to expect, but you know, there's
2: going to be some twists and turns along the way. Absolutely. Yep, completely agree. Um, just before we kind of get into the, the nuts and bolts
0: of the round, uh, I just wanted to bring up race selection. As we had a, a long conversation on, on the last podcast. There were basically there were a few minor nerfs to, to Spirit and Dark Health, who performed quite well last round, and then small cost increases to Firewalker and Nomad. Um, I saw some boost to Goblin, but... Despite your prediction, there are hardly any firewalks or nobads being played. And then meanwhile, despite kind of calls for boosts to like the underplayed races of Lycanthrope, Lizard Folk, Kobold, none of them were changed, and yet more people are trying them out this time? do you think there's something that people you know are looking to prove us wrong, or do you think people saw something that maybe we didn't?
1: Well, I think if you look at a lot of the realms that are are competing, right, you just you kind of like have like a shotgun approach, you know, throw everything in the barrel, shoot it, and kind of see what sticks, right?
0: In terms of, so sort of like the fast races competing, there's everyone's kind of like trying something just to to see what comes yeah. out. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. Like you've got, you know, you had three realms with three kobolds that did like a quick convert. I think two of them did, and the other one I think attacked out of protection. And then you had, um then you have some goblins that are converting or about to convert, right? And then you have a bunch of races that attacked out of protection, right? I am surprised that uh, you know there's only basically one dude that's playing Nomad effectively.
0: Yeah, me too. I um I agreed with you. I, I thought even um, even though it was, it was really just a, a slight cost increase on the spec unit, wasn't it? But they're still to me one of the the better races and one of the most flexible races in terms of kind of how to play it. So I was quite surprised that they weren't as popular this round.
1: Yeah, and it's still, um, you know, still looking at the uh, <clears throat> the net worths and the land sizes accordingly for the potential fast races that are trying to run away, right? Like you still have essentially three or four realms competing against each other here, so that's still a good little spread. But in the next forty eight hours, you're going to see some separation, right? You probably have three or four contenders, um, and we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're we're now um I can't think what day number we're we're kind of we're seeing the beginnings of somebody slipping away um and I think just kind of like say like maybe two three four people kind of hanging in there um and it looks as though there's kind of really only like a strong person uh, in each realm with with a, a few kind of like, kind of lightweight backups so we'll um we'll we'll see how things kind of to pan out and. Like you said, with the the fast converts now, um, you know, like the fifteen hundred acre converts are about to um join the fray, so so we'll see what really happens with that in the mix.
1: Yeah, and you just gotta, you know, play your game, play it to the best of your abilities, and and hopefully your guy's the guy that gets away, right? Because because uh, it's it's one of those times where you know you just gotta cross your fingers. Hopefully you get a good target, and you can put distance between you and the second place guy.
0: Exactly, yeah. and, and once it, it kind of becomes a case of if you can have a one hit lead over people and then stretch it out to two hits, I really think it's kind of like if you're a steady two hits ahead, then that's when you can really start to kind of just squeeze everyone in there and really kind of move away until you get to that point. There's always a chance that, you know, um, somebody could just get some easy hits, you know, like spell drops and like uh, people like halflings and stuff to kind of get a couple lucky hits to kind of catch back up. But once you've got two solid hits ahead, then, uh, then then that's when the squeeze really happens. So one thing I was looking at just um, uh, earlier, um, just before we kind of started recording, and it's uh, part of why the the sponsors the sponsor, is there's not been any wars whatsoever. And I don't know how things were last round, but there's, no, there's not been any kind of people attacks on wonders or wars. And it just seems like that element of the game is really kind of just essentially disappeared right now so do you think it's because of the changes that were brought in to make um, protecting yourself against black ops that they like, made them most redundant or or do you think there's something more to it
1: I think it's probably a multifaceted uh, issue right so one being you know you, the black op pack may not have control of the monarchy or um, is working with another pack in there that's saying you know we got to wait evaluate the situation because one thing you don't want to do as a black op pack is basically destabilize what could be balanced between the top OPs right now, right? Because if you fireball, let's say, you know, 1A, then 1B is free to go, right? And then you put yourself into a a position where you could hurt yourself, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that's even true, you know, even if there's not two evenly balanced teams, if you go after and go after hard the, the top realm or the top dominion, then you can straight away just set things up for the second ones are going to take over. So it's uh, it's definitely a little bit of a bounce. Um, however, I'm, I'm still surprised that, you know, there's nothing really happened. Uh, all I can really think is maybe maybe the wherever the Black Ops are, um, I, I'd be surprised if that was their thinking because it hasn't really been part of their thinking in the last few rounds. They have got involved when maybe they shouldn't have. Um, but it'll be interesting if, if they kind of come out and say, no, that's that's actually why we didn't, Go after anyone.
1: Well, yeah, you got to think that, you know, they're not like a bunch of Pavlov dogs here when they hear a bell ring, right? And they're just drooling. It's, you know, maybe some thought is put into it, or maybe their energies are like focused towards, you know, seeing which wonder they can get for their guys, right? But, you know, I think it's, it's probably the right move right now if you're the Black Ops guys, right? Because you know, you definitely don't want to shoot off your own foot, you know, like and help some other team that isn't gonna help you, right? You're just gonna give pressure to somebody else that's gonna be applied to you later, right? So I think right now you just stand pat and kind of evaluate. But you're evaluating like every twelve hours, right?
0: Yeah, and, and then I guess the other thing to kind of think about as well is there's a very I won't say very there's a window where Explorers just dominate the top kind of 10 top 20 and then there's a a part of the round where attackers start to jump up and So if you are a black opera, um, you have to stay in range Otherwise, you know, it's kind of pointless if you're going after the very top dominions Otherwise do you go after like the support as we've uh, as we kind of seen sometimes in the past? So it's uh, it's definitely a few things to weigh up in that decision of one do you want to get involved Two, who are you selecting? Three, when do you actually kind of go after that point That that at point in time? Because you might just miss the boat if you leave it too late.
2: And
1: I would say also, like, I saw, I, didn't, I don't know if I saw everybody doing it, but I saw, you know, a wide spread of folks bringing in, you know, wizards or, you know, some protective buildings to help kind of like fend off potential black ops, right? So I didn't see anybody kind of go... And do nothing to try to protect themselves. So maybe they just did enough for now, right? But uh, only time will
2: tell. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think
0: maybe the only people that didn't do anything were the ones who, you know, were so far back that they just, thought, you know, let's just roll the dice. That thing's going to happen. So, but looking around, it I, I agree. It's, it seems as like though the vast majority kind of did one. Like either buildings, either wizards, or maybe a little bit of both. It um, definitely seemed to be more kind of consensus and people going that way to protect themselves, rather than just really risking it all. And and I do think now, if you completely risk it and you're at the top, you would get punished, um, even if it kind of affect the balance.
1: Yeah, and I and I like the dynamic that we're seeing right now, like where you have three or four realms that are kind of in the mix, right? Because you don't want to see a runaway so quick, right? You want to, you want to see some battles, some gladiator fights, and kind of see what happens. So I like, I like where it's at right now. You know, it's nice, it's balanced. Yeah,
0: you know, that's going to be one of the other things I uh, I wanted to mention, and, and I kind of just touched on it in the in the Discord. Um, I don't think I've seen any like real big hits between any of kind of, like the top ten guys at all. Um, and I even said, you know, there's been. The biggest things that we've seen have been bounces from some of like the of those like top ten competitors, and I just wondered whether, you know, my my theory was that maybe people have been so kind of cagey with their defense to not get hit that they're being a, a little bit more risky on how much they're oversending by, to the point that you know if you're going after, um, let's say um, a land-dependent race but you're cutting it too fine. And all it takes is just rezoning, you know, like 20, 30 acres. And it causes a bounce. If you, um, if you get the timing wrong,
2: well,
1: that end, you know, last second invest in the castle, right? Because if they're running surreal perception, they can see what you're doing and then they can just invest. <laughs> right. So I bet you either a rezone or an invest has happened. And that resulted in one of the bounces, at least
2: so far that we've seen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, I've not looked at all of them, but it
0: seemed to be only, um, I think it's all like explorers as well that the bouncers are on. So those are the type of people who probably can afford to run Surreal Perception um, more often because they're not really being so tight with their with their land. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if that was the case, um, at least
1: once, if not twice. And from what I've seen, the quick converting kobolds and, and largely all of the kobolds have been pretty ineffective and kind of like what they did, you know? So, you know, the Kobolds, like one thing that they can do, they're not even do, doing it good. And I'm not saying that the players uh, that are playing the Kobolds are, are playing it poorly. It's just, maybe it's just like a, a race thing where it's just such a small window that, you know, you can't get it done, I guess, you know, because we've, from what, from what I've seen, I don't, I don't know that the Kobolds have made too many big mistakes. Right. I think one of them bounced, but, you know, other than that, they just maybe can't get off the ground quick enough, especially, like, especially when you're seeing all of these top guys, right, dumping Spec OP, dumping Griffin Ness, and maybe we're going to see some Temples here in short order, right? So, as a Kobold, right, and you have that super expensive defense, if you're going with the Beasts instead of the Underlings, you know, you're going to get caught out or you're going to fall behind, right? So... It's just a real tricky situation for them.
0: Exactly, yeah, and that's what I found out when I played them. Um, like you say, it's the O.P. dumps, the the Mud dumps really early. It's it's very very tough to kind of compete with that as Cobalt because ultimately you kind of you run out of Drafties um, fairly easily, and then you're forced into training beasts who are just so expensive um, like kind of like defensive pairing that it really just slows you down so much. So really, I think the only way that I could see myself playing them was maybe delaying the convert a little bit longer. I think right now attackers are kind of getting off the ground too quickly for even the quick converts to kind of um, compete. And I think what we saw is um, the kind of the top five attackers had already like surpassed the Kobolds by the time each of them um, first made an attack, and they just left behind. Um, Because by that point, you know, they are already... They're already forced into training beasts. The populations aren't out of control anymore, so I think they almost need to start looking at doing, um, you know, what the goblins tend to do, which is that kind of fifteen hundred acres to two thousand acres convert at a much higher population, and really, even with that, you just have to hope that attackers aren't able to hit often enough to kind of get away from them.
1: Right, but I don't know. I don't know if that's reality, right? Because you're always going to have some somebody that's gonna just dump 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 and go right so i think if we keep if we keep seeing that because we're we're past the first week now right we're past day seven so if we can if we're going to continue to see them dumping spec op like they're like all of them are running through population and they're, and you're not growing it's gonna be dry as a fucking desert out there for targets you know what i'm saying
0: yeah that's why something I, I touched on i, I started to trying to push for a few rounds ago saying you know the spec op is what really kind of hurts um effectively all attackers even the one that kind of gets away um if there is a runaway they're often hurt by just how much inefficiency they have if they've been forced into going spec op so something to kind of deter that is one way of kind of curbing it and, and the other thing is just the if you've got inefficient and expensive elite units it makes a transition to go enough for efficiency just really really difficult so you may as well just going kind to of go all in with the huge majority of your troops being the the, uh, the specs rather than trying to transition or rather than trying to uh, compete right from the start with the uh, with that efficiency in mind and i think we've only really seen the uh the one time that that's like, kind of semi-efficiency um get away was the round that we did the draft where there just wasn't really that much concise competition for them
1: yeah like what's interesting and maybe a little worrisome for me is like when you're starting to see you know these attackers at this stage and they have you know over you know two thousand, three thousand spec right and it's just going to keep mounting right like it's just you just your burn rate is going to be so high that if if you don't hit you are effectively dead even if you're like top of p and all these other explorers are able to defend you, right? Like, and you can't get away, and there's other people doing the exact same thing to you, but now they're bringing in temples. So you need more spec D to counter their temples, right? So it's just going to be a real prisoner's dilemma, I think, uh, upcoming in the next little bit here. Unless one of them can find a miraculous hit and and go, right, and put space and distance, then you're just going to see, like, mutually assured destruction happen as far as what I can see so far.
0: Yeah, and you're right. And bringing up the explorers is a is a good point as well, because the the one thing that doing so many specs um, does is it 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 removes so many of your peasants out of your out uh, of your dominion that you just don't have the income to kind of out train explorers. So explorers uh, can easily kind of defend you if you're trying to do a, an op push. And then once they've done that, they can just kind of explore away and just kind of get away, get away, get away. And and if you don't find a hit in uh, in short order, then they start to build a, a gap and an income gap on you while you're still kind of shrinking population with your income. So it just makes it that much harder to kind of really control the round and control what, what other people are doing.
1: Uh, yeah. And that's a hundred percent, right? Like, cause a lot of these races that are doing this don't really have a significant pop bonus, like a goblin or a kobold. Right. So when you're dealing with like, you know, five to 10%, it's kind of,
2: you, you notice the crunch, quick
0: right oh yeah uh, you know you see so many of these uh, i'd be uh, interested to see when the first person kind of does the uh, releases all their specs and the their spec op and just go like, okay i'm done i'm pulling the cord
1: yeah but i guess if you're in that situation it, you know and you do that you're effectively dead your rounds over right so maybe you just you just go over the cliff with it and you're just going to do that and that's you for the round right
0: yeah although there's a there's another first that i'm kind of looking forward to and uh, and that's uh i'm looking forward to seeing the first person that joins the shadow league is looking at down the uh the search list i don't think anyone's joined it yet so i mean people right. are missing on all the uh, all the bonuses that they can get
1: yeah i don't even to be honest know what the bonuses are these days
0: uh, I, I think the, really the only uh, interesting one right now is that you get uh, cheaper information ops. I think it's like 1% rather than uh, 2%.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's obviously too early to, to see who's going to be the runaway if there is going to be one, right? It could be a two-headed, three-headed, four-headed uh, race, you know, to kind of see what happens. So if that's the case, then that's awesome, right? Because – You know, you don't have a clear guy pulling away and it just makes it more interesting. Um, And then, you know, the converters and the explorers, right, will be able to grow quickly. So there's more land in the game. So we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, I think you're completely right. I, I like it a lot more when there's more kind of competition. If there's a fast competition and nobody's broken away, by say three thousand land and people are still move and then it opens things up for for everyone. It still means that there's a a chance that one of those um fast attackers will be able to eventually break clear. And ultimately they really they have to break clear of um of everyone and run away if they're gonna win. Otherwise they get swallowed up. But it also means that converters have got a good chance to actually compete. So this round potentially a good one for uh, for converters. Um and I expect
2: to still see a lot of kind of slower attackers. Um making their way up throughout the round as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's honestly, it's fresh. It's
1: everybody's keeping it real up here, you know, so it looks, uh, it looks mighty entertaining.
0: Yeah. So do you think there, there will be a runaway or uh, do you think there's going to be a key point or do you just think there's a, uh, there's, there's too much competition around right now for, uh, for anyone to break clear?
1: I think, as it stands right now, um, and this is obviously just right now, and you know stuff could happen in the next 24 hours when this comes out. But as it stands right now, I don't see a clear person that can run away, because a lot of the numbers up here, right, are very similar, right, on both sides of the coin. So you don't you don't have somebody in a clear runaway position right now, and you don't have the land difference that you would see if there was a runaway right so everything's very competitive up here with like the top you know four or five guys that are pushing numbers so it's uh it's not going to happen in the next 24 hours
0: yeah so now i'm just wondering if there's any going to be any uh i guess the next phase there will be then fights for for wonders if anyone's going to be chipping away at those um i've not really looked at uh, if anyone's doing cyclones or anything but I've not seen any Wanda hits, and uh, I think oftentimes when one person attacks a Wanda, it kind of sparks a lot of activity with other people um, going after it as well.
1: Oh yeah, so you can see here. Unfortunately for Realm One, they want to you know draw some more attention to themselves, but they're, you know, according to the publicly available information here, they are cycloning something.
0: Maybe that's what they're looking to uh, to diversify from uh, not just giving away land. They're looking to take wonders.
1: Yeah, like if it's one realm that has clearly been beat up, and I'm not saying they're dead or anything, but they've definitely been beat up, it's uh, realm one. Eh? They're a little black and blue and bruised.
0: Yeah, I did have some fun a, a few days ago. I was just looked at, um, at their, just their own individual town cryer. And it seemed like almost every day there was just, you know, at least one person getting just destroyed.
1: There was one day uh, on the 14th where literally you had, I don't know, eight attacks. One of them was for green, the rest are red.
0: <laughs> oh, so this is where we used to, uh, uh, Valkyrie, when he did his stats, uh, you, you'd see the realms that got absolutely punished. and. I imagine that they would be the ones in the the top of that ranking.
1: Yeah, just by eye, just by my view, I would say without a doubt. Has there been any surprises uh, from what you've seen so far?
0: And just really, just the, what we talked about, just the the race selection. I'm not sure if I'm surprised by it. I'd be interested to know the reason behind people, you know, picking like and Liz, and um, I think people who pick Cobalt would probably quickly have learnt um what anyone like myself has played with them before is that there's just too small a window in there and you're going to have a bad time um but it's it's it's, it's interesting to see people try them out though um because i think what will be good is you're going to have you know like three more voices to say this is like the experience this is where i think it's suffered um this is what i
1: think needs changing well and that's just it right My biggest gripe with them, and I played them like, you know, two rounds ago, um, was the window is too small. And then after that window's closed, you are dead man walking. You're not going to be competitive at all in any sense for the rest of the round, right? No matter what you do, there's just zero chance of that happening.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to have to kind of like look back to see what I ended up doing um, last time. And I I think I, uh, I know I explored, I still made it to 5K, but I don't think I had even the opportunity to, um, Actually, no, I'm looking at I must have done some uh, some black op damage or some some ops help for people um but not not a crazy amount, but that's effectively what I just kind of switched into. I think once I kind of decided attacking wasn't possible, um I must have just switched to to helping with ops
1: yeah, but you're effect- like effectively you can't really do much
2: right
0: yeah, like say so it's not a race that can be played from behind and so yeah, once that window closes you you basically just um, you're on a countdown timer um, until you do the inevitable, um, which, well, I guess you, uh, you've got a choice of you just letting your dumb die completely, or uh, or explore, and uh, I don't exactly find that fun. So uh, that's why I, I think the race really just needs more help or something done with it, something different.
2: Yeah, and I'm totally on board, and I'm sure we're gonna get three more converts here after this round. But it'd be interesting to see what the other, uh,
0: the people playing Liz and and Light, um, think as well. Um, I think they're slightly more interesting. I think they've got more potential. Um, there's a window, and there's different ways that you can play them. So it would be good to see what people think about them. But I guess, of course, we've got to see how how the next kind of the next five six weeks play out, um, and we'll probably get an idea even in the next one week or two weeks. I'm just trying
1: to see. What has kind of like fallen off? I think mean, halfling. I kind of feel like has kind of fallen off as an as a like a good premium choice to attack with, right? You don't see too many of them up there.
0: Yeah, I think they had a, a few good rounds, um, and then they just had a couple of nerfs to just kind of bring them back in line. And when they weren't that slightly stronger fast attacker. Um, They just really just, yeah, they just fell off. Um, I remember ages ago when, you know, in the original game, when uh, when Halfling were given the additional casualty reduction to 40% to kind of like make them similar to the Firewalker with the 50%. It was such a big thing um, because you can basically play the two of them together. You can really compare the two of them. um, And just the fact you got the spell, if you're going heavy on specs, do not hurt him as much as other races. But I think just removing part of the casualty reduction um, probably does a little bit more damage than, than people would appreciate.
2: Yeah. I am liking that there are
1: some goblin players this round. You know, I didn't really notice too many last round, but here
2: there's you know there's at least three or four of them.
1: Yeah, and
0: interestingly, uh, quite a few are doing a very similar thing. Um, looking through, I think it's six or so. Um, they're all decent size. Um, at least a few of them you've been attacking or uh, or ready to. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how how they pan out.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm it it kind of reminds me of uh of the round where Bobo ran away as a cobalt, and uh, I was a troll, and then I handed off the baton to Nate who was doing a quick convert goblin and that worked well because you know, we controlled the round, but what in a situation where you don't control the round, um, I think, I think there's a spot where it could work cause you got nine hour, you got a good base to get, uh, investments going, right. Cause you have that diamond mine production bonus with goblin and you got the pop bonus. Right. So I think if you had a strategy where you, you know, chose to actually have investments. I think that is
2: far more wise than not having any.
0: Yeah, exactly. And there's definitely a few key bonuses that they have, and and they really do play well as a as a quick converter in that kind of that 1500 to, to 2k range. And, um, I think the only time it's ages ago now when when we kind of did our, our quadruple win, um, Kari was uh, our quick convert goblin, but. We all kind of got away from her um, pretty early on. So she did have to kind of work her way up almost by herself until everyone reached that point where they kind of got to our range and then she could start climbing. But it was a bit of a struggle for her just um, having to independently kind of get on top as that as that converter against the, the masses. Um, so I do think you're right when you talk about the, um, the round that, that Nate was the goblin, having someone above that could look out for him. To drag them up, then Sully makes their position that much stronger, where they can actually kind of go
2: to the end and and last. Have you noticed any themes that you liked? I think there's been uh, there's quite a few uh, good ones. We've seen. I like the the Simpsons
0: ones, Uh, not the Simpsons, the South Park ones. especially the phrases, just, uh, I yeah, say it most, uh, most rounds, I really like ones where, you know, when something happens in the town cry, there's a bunch of gifts that you can use, uh, to reference it. Uh, so those ones are probably my, my favorite ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do like the, um, I guess the, what is it? The Kunin friends, uh, theme.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So there's two South Park ones, uh, Um, and again, um, yeah, they're just they're just fun for gifing. and it's always fun to kind of you get a bit of a nostalgia back as well when you see stuff like these. And I think that's kind of becoming part of the um the themes that we're seeing in uh, across realms. There's definitely a a big kind of uh, a lot of them referencing cartoons and stuff.
1: Yeah, I do notice if you're looking at Realm 5, the Coon is on the very bottom. <laughs> All of his friends are above him.
0: I'm just uh, a little bit disappointed that I, uh, I I don't see Mysterion.
1: That's true. And then there's
2: uh, Realm 11's theme of just dirty shit, I guess is the best way to say it.
0: I used to, uh I could pick out a few um, linked ones within there. Um, but I wasn't too sure if the theme went throughout. Yeah, it kind of feels like it, you know. I do like that. There's one, uh, and I can I can tell you that it's not me. Uh, but my favorite dumb name, as somebody else picked it out in the uh, in the Discord, is the Wife versus OD round 31.
1: Wife versus OD round 31. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. They getting a few
0: shout outs. Shout out as a as a goblin, and a shout out for the name.
1: Yeah. That's true. I wonder wonder who that could be. Eh? Clearly somebody of, uh, that is married, right?
0: Yeah. And uh, I think we've both probably got a good idea. So what do you think of the uh, the change back to the um, to bots no longer kind of giving prestige um, throughout? So it kind of limits either you targeting bots throughout the whole way through or just uh, nerfs the, the benefit that you get from doing it. Any thoughts on that?
1: I like that change because in my view, you shouldn't encourage people to come out super small and then farm prestige from bots. Right. And then they have incredibly huge amounts of prestige later on. Right. Like you just look at the name prestige, it's like prestigious and you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. Like, you know, to me, somebody doing that kind of goes against it's counterintuitive to the game. You know, you want to have growth and be big and continue to do that instead of, just come out super small and then, you know, farm bots, <laughs> you know, like that to me is just a lame way to do it. Yeah,
0: exactly. And even, you know, having had success, you know, both you and I've kind of done that strategy and you're still, you're still playing the full round and it, it does take work, but it's it's almost like you're not playing tennis against another player. You're just hitting the ball against the wall.
2: Yeah, it's, I don't know. For me, I, it's just not fun. I guess would be the way I would say it. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of glad that it's kind of reverted back as well. I I played a slower attacker, um,
0: probably most most rounds um, actually, and I found that uh, last round there was just far too much benefit to that super small um, and getting all the prestige when I played it. A couple rounds before that, I think I came out on about 500 acres, um, but I was losing, I just wasn't getting as much prestige, so it actually worked out that the converters playing the same race all were ahead of me by the time I kind of caught up, and the prestige benefit, the advantage I got from that just wasn't enough, so I ended up finish I think, like third or fourth um, in my race. So it'll be interesting how slow attackers compete with converters uh, on slow strategies again. This time around, whether there's a little bit more balance to it, um, or whether one's got an advantage over the other.
2: Yeah, like with
1: orc, you don't really see a lot of orcs out there. And I think orc is solid, right? And but you don't you not you're only seeing it, you know, four guys that are trying it.
0: Yeah, I guess last round was kinda of like the perfect round for them to to do it. We'll still um we'll still see this. The good thing with orc is um There's a few different ways to play them as well now, so um, it's interesting to see which kind of strategies kind of work out. You know, whether you want to go super efficient, you probably bring in a bunch of techs as well um, playing as them. Um, Ultimately, the only thing you kind of can't really do, um, or at least you maybe struggle with it, is uh, a late convert. A late convert. It'll be them and uh, them and an undead. If either of them can pull that off, uh, yeah, well they can. They'll join the show for uh, at least an episode.
1: Yeah, that'd be a miracle right there if either of those could do that. I wonder, you know, when the, we're going to see the first wonder fall, you know? I wonder if that's going to be soon, maybe by the time this comes
2: out tomorrow, if we see something fall. Because, like, the small ones are only like 75,000, right? So it's not a lot.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's definitely the firepower there to kind of take it. Um, in in one way, if uh, people are wanting to do that. So it can't be too long. Um, I'm, I'm always just kinda of looking back to see last round, how uh, how quickly they came out. But it's definitely... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they've not started to fall by the time this is out. Um, it happened shortly after. But we've uh, kind of just given people a nod to go ahead.
1: Yeah, because we're on day eight now. So
2: you kind of think... Now is about the time that they start going, right? And some yeah, of them are black right. op black op heavy wonders. So you gotta wonder. You do have
0: to wonder.
1: Like if realm eight or nine could get that golden throne. I'm sure they'd love that.
0: That's where I wonder if these uh if what the discussions are right now, just in kind of general. Um obviously you you know that the the kind of the top um fast attacking realms are probably uh Discussing what to do next, but also, you know, the ones kind of, you know, that second tier, third tier, and the ones that just kind of trudging along, whether they are looking to grab a wonder and just to help themselves out a bit. Like you say, yeah, the Golden Thrones, it's a nice wonder to have, you know, you you kind of don't often appreciate just how much those prestige gains will kind of stack over the round.
1: Yep, that's true. I like them. I like that wonder more than I like. Getting the text to do that for you. I find that the techs are just, it's, you're better just to go in a different direction than try to get the prestige gain techs, you know?
0: Yeah, really, the only time I ever targeted it when I was doing like small acre strategies to get those prestige ones. Otherwise, they're just kind of, I'll get them just if they're along the way.
2: So, how's your realm slash round going for you so far? It's going. It's, uh, it's
0: going. Um, some things have gone better than others, as you can imagine. But I'm,
2: I'm probably uh, about where I thought I would be, which is where. Somewhere between zero and twelve. Somewhere between zero. Is this like you're talking about a realm? Yeah. I mean, uh, I I couldn't. I'm not sure how I could. Uh, how I could mark it out of ten. Um,
0: but it's going, uh, you know, it's, it's going okay. Um, there's a couple of things that I would have done differently if I knew how the round was going to go. But, uh, yeah, it's um, it's another it's fun a- round. and Generally for me, um, a lot of the time I'm a spectator as much as uh, getting involved, yes. probably more so a lot of the time. And I've enjoyed this round um, so far a little bit more than the last few. And is that just because there's no clear cut runaway yet? Yeah, exactly. And it's you know, it's I think it's often frustrating when you see a clear runaway, and they're just you know mowing down everybody, and then or even worse if you know they're they're making hits on the same people like time and time again. It's uh, it's frustrating to kind of watch that. I think the probably one of the interesting things that we've seen this round is big explorers are being completely taken down and what we're often seeing is because there's been so many similar um, size of, of offenses. It means that when one of them's got on top of an explorer, they've been taken down five, six times because it's been so tight at the top, which is, you know, sucks for that explorer, but it's interesting to see from a, a round perspective.
2: Yeah,
1: totally agree. How's the thinking yeah, for think you guys. I think it's, it's okay for us. Like a lot of our guys, um, we're kind of busy at the beginning, so, you know, you can't put too much time early in, right? So, um, you know, it's not ideal if you're running fast stacker and you know, you can't um, have the amount of support that you think you would have most of the time, right? So you kind of have to adapt your strategy accordingly.
2: So either you fast attack or you don't, <laughs> right?
0: I'm uh, picking up what you're putting down. So what do you think of uh, realm
1: sizes and pack sizes right now? Um, I think the pack sizes are okay. Like, I think five is fine. Uh, the realm size, I kind of feel like it's too big.
0: Yeah, I'm starting to now kind of swing that way. Um, I do like that there's more people kind of um available within you know kind of like the kind Of, like, sizes um, to help out with ops, and to kind of, it's you basically get like a full kind of spread um, a long way down. Whereas before, you know, you might have had just your pack and maybe one other person, um, and then there's often like a big drop off. Or maybe, you know, if, if you are in a pack, you might get spread out yourselves because one person's gotten away and everyone else has fallen back, or um, things like that. So, you, you don't really get as many people there to help out and coordinate and, and kind of really do stuff together. Um, when it kind of gets towards fifteen people in a realm, it's probably a little bit too much. I think maybe, um, maybe twelve is probably a good cutoff for where you want to get. But, um, I'm I'm not sure how you can do that within the kind of the, the dynamic of realm assignment. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where where I'm at with it.
2: Yeah, like I
1: think for me, I'd probably say ten would be good, a good number.
2: I think it's I, also. Different.
1: I almost think I just want to finish that point. Sorry, Rio for cutting you off. I just think that um, you probably want to like avoid situations where you're putting two five packs in one realm, right? Because it just kind of skews it, <laughs> right? So ideally, you want to have you know one five pack, and then you can have smaller packs in there or some randoms, right? But if you get two five packs in there, it's just a uh, you know it's really unfair for other realms that have to deal with that amount of coordination, right? Yeah, and there's also
0: probably, you know, there, there could be things that you could do to um encourage smaller packs as well, because I think I agree with you that two five packs is probably too much. Um it's unlikely that you're gonna get a completely new um casual group of five playing together or one to, you know, they're just gonna leave midway through the round altogether. When it's a five pack, it's probably gonna be decently coordinated um even if you know their land size finishes haven't been great in the past so getting two together is a huge advantage um so if we can keep it to you know just one five pack and and a mix of of smaller packs that'd be that would be good um and just thinking you know the the only really interesting thing is if you stick to a four pack i think you can get two um, of each race so if there are kind of either like two very efficient um, races that you want to play as, you can do that. Or you know, you can pick like the either two overpowered races or maybe like two really strong blop um races to, to be a, a fully powerful benefit to your realm.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fair point. I just uh you know when you see you know two five packs together, right, it's relatively easy to get uh, you know, ops comparatively speaking to other realms that don't have that. And Coordinate for wonders or coordinate for wars, right? It just kind of it skews the competitiveness bit, right? Because we're not all starting out kind of even keel, right? Uh, so I would just, you know, suggest, and none of my suggestions are ever taken up, right? They're so always shot down like a goddamn clay pigeon. But uh, you know, I would just suggest that, of you know, overall fairness for everybody. Just you kind of have, if you want to do a five pack, you will know. That you're only gonna be with other people that are four packs or less or randoms, right? You don't have two five packs in a round. Would be what I would
2: do.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. It'd be interesting to see what kind of the um, the allocation is and how many how many five packs there are, how many four, how many three, how many two, and all that kind of thing to see what that would look like um, this round and probably like the last the last couple of rounds.
2: Yeah, I bet if I
1: was a wagering man, I would say somewhere between thirteen and fifteen five packs
2: for this round are out there. Yeah, that would be fine, wouldn't it? You know, a um, couple extra rounds, a um,
0: couple extra rounds, and you know, like a couple uh, fewer people in each one.
2: Yeah,
1: and you know, just kind of like spread out the competitiveness a bit, you know, so it's not very obvious that you know you could be dealing with a bunch of coordination in one realm and then you have this other realm that's a complete fucking
2: shit show, right yeah which is uh that's usually my my realms uh not always had the the best
0: uh randomers come join us
1: yeah and that's just luck of the draw right like dan the man's asking me where my Black op crew is and you know we'll have to see i guess you know but uh, you know, sometimes you get lucky,
2: sometimes you don't.
0: Yeah, and I think the round that you that you guys won with them backing backing you up, I don't think it can really be like understated how much of an influence their presence was in your win. Because it completely it basically just removed a route to kind of coming after you guys, just having those guys there. So even if people, you know you didn't see people wars coming for you because it would have completely backfired. So they are such a powerful tool um, to have a group of dedicated black offers. So it really works out, it can really influence, and and I don't think it's a bad thing that um, that they can influence it that much. I, I thought it was a perfect example of what they can do to um, to really kind of like really enhance a round win potential.
1: Well, and a lot of those guys were brand spanking new, so like they did take hits
2: right in that round. Oh, yeah, I made sure of that. Right, yeah, of course you did. Not because they were new, but because they were with you. Well,
1: and like I said, I and I called it from, I don't know, maybe our first or second podcast, that round. I'm like, there's no stopping us, right? There's just, it's not going to happen. You're going to do what you're going to do with your Firewalker and then, you know, um, the, the other halfling that we were going against. But it just, you didn't have enough firepower or backup to get it done at the end of the day, right?
0: Yeah, we were really, we were behind from the start. Um, we never had really a chance to win. And then it was, um, Allegorical was kind of in the same position as me, just like behind you guys, just doing what he could do. You know, he planned it a nice suicide at one point, but nothing really kind of came of it. And uh, so we were basically just kind of, I think, like, looking at each other, being like, well, like, at some point I'm going to suicide, at some point he's probably going to suicide, and all we can really do is do that for the benefit of realms that aren't our own, and uh, but hey, nothing, nothing really kind of came with it. The converters had their chance no. and didn't make it.
1: No, the converters essentially just gave us more land.
0: They made a few uh, misguided mistakes, I think. And I would say we took full advantage.
2: And that was it. You guys, You guys played your hand much better than they played theirs. So I, I think
0: for a lot of the round, I was kind of always doing what I could to prevent you guys from winning. But with what you guys would do and how you guys would play, I thought it was the right winner for that round.
1: And I just like throwing down the gauntlet and just being like, this is where we are. Come see if you can do anything about it. I mean, I ended up getting hit by you, but it didn't really matter to me as long as we got the win.
0: You say that, but I'm I'm sure it hurt a little bit. It was just one more chapter into uh, the Rio versus Murph rivalry,
1: which resulted in Rio getting gang banged.
0: <laughs> it resulted in acres going to where I wanted them.
1: Uh, yeah, out out of your realm, out of your realm, and into somebody else's. There, but well, at least I made it interesting, right? Yeah, it just reminds me. I don't, what movie is that from? Where that guy is it? I almost want to say it's um old school where that guy shows up and he's like hey uh I'm here for the gangbang <laughs> Yeah, it is old school. Yeah, and you're the you're the host of the gangbang, you're like, Yeah, come on in, this is where we're going. But I think moments like
0: that because I'm not really one to suicide anyway, but I think if people are willing to, um rather than just kind of like threaten to it kind of opens up the game a little bit more to kind of like uh, potential because you know if people always just threaten and then never like actually pull the trigger then you effectively can just start to like ignore the threats um, I think if there are certain people that are going to um, pull the trigger and especially if you kind of know or have a good idea of who's playing that account then it, it makes kind of like the, the chess and the, the strategy of it all more interesting um, rather than just being a case of they can't safely hit me so I'll ignore them and which is what happens quite a lot of the time uh, it falls a little bit of, of mystery and, and when those hits do happen suicides do happen and you know acres go to certain people um it really can open the game up a little bit more but yeah having said that i've uh, i think that was the last time i did that and i think i've been rancoring ever since mr rancor who were you last round i'm trying to remember uh I was a troll but I I was away so often. So I was I was with um Maris and, and Nate. So I started off pretty strongly when I had kind of the first kind of week or two of availability. Um but once those guys started to fall behind and I was on vacation, um I still made it to five K, but um other trolls, especially the ones that had loads of prestige and Texas and stuff, they they went past me and, and never looked back. Yeah, I'm just trying to see where
1: the heck you end up here, uh... Round. Okay, there you are. Way down there. So you just barely got to 5K, eh?
0: Exactly. Well, it it was when I was on vacation for a good third of the round, at least. So, what I did find quite funny is that when I was playing and I could play, you know, most hours of the day, people kept on stealing from me. when, When I was away
2: for three days, nobody took anything. Yeah, that's shocking how that can happen sometimes, right? Yeah, and I was even
0: like I, I ended up pumping a the of spies just in case, but nobody attempted it at all. And I was gone for like literally days at a time sometimes when I couldn't get any service.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, Big Bell was the orc there, and then Matty Van Halen was the other orc. So That's good. Good for them.
0: Yeah, so we did a bit, and, and you'll notice if you're looking at last round's uh, realm pages, there's a little purple shield next to my name.
1: Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Although oh, I did uh, I did join it with just a few hours left
2: of the round. Oh, look at you. You get your participation medal. How did you like that school of war?
0: It would have been really good if I was able to play the full round properly. And if if things had worked out, you know, where our guys got on top, um, I think it would have made a massive difference. And And I don't think anyone would have had a chance, really, to stop us if we had, you know, one or two runaways. And I could just... Sit just below them and block anyone from from doing it because yeah the pop bonus that you get with that especially if you picked up you know the uh the tech for barracks as well um it was insane how it compared for, for a race like troll to really anything else
1: yeah I'm surprised Nate didn't get a top five finish that round
0: I think he <laughs> could have but um I I don't think it really cared that much to him um he had opportunities to hit people to kind of I guess secure it, and I think he's probably only a couple hundred acres short of people anyway. So he could, he could have done something, but ultimately, I guess he was kind of looking to maybe hit someone who um, who did something to annoy us, um, or just kind of just wait out the round, just finish. You know, he still finished over seven seven k again, so it's still a good round for him. Um, but I don't think for him, it's probably you know um, chance of winning, or um, or he doesn't really care that much.
2: Oh and yeah, and you and Omen weren't together either, eh?
0: No, we um yeah, we all um
2: we all split Omen and
0: I haven't played together for a while. Um but I think a couple of times we've been split up, we've randomed together anyway. So um that was probably the first round in, in quite a while that uh we didn't actually play together. So any predictions on what's
1: gonna happen here in the short term?
0: I think within the next 48 hours, um, we going to be a clear favorite of the fast uh, Dominions. Um, I think this, it's someone who's been kind of edging away for a while. Um, and interestingly, I think the people are on top. I don't think they've really made the best starts, but I think they had the benefit of attacking at different times um, to other people. And it definitely seemed um, looking at things that, you know, especially when draftees can't be assassinated i saw a lot of targets who were on like you know like 1500 2000 draftees uh, and then they'd spend them and get hit
2: um or you know like the spirits would kind of get hold of them yeah the draftee thing early is you could just
1: it's so awesome right cuz you know you can't be assassinated exactly yeah and that's another
0: uh, another potential way of uh, bouncing you know if somebody's got if somebody is looking really, really tight, dropping, you know, whatever, your, your hundred spies, your hundred wizards uh, to make the balance the last second. That's uh, happened to people quite often in the past. and It's something I'm always paranoid of.
1: Yeah. So uh, is there anything else you want to touch on?
0: I think that's it for me. You know, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to what happens in the next uh, week or two. And uh,
1: I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about when uh, when we get together again. Yeah, and I'm not sure uh, if it's gonna be next week or the week after. I mean, maybe it'll just depend on, you know, if a bunch of stuff happens and it's exciting, then maybe we'll do it next weekend. And if not, then it'll just be, you know, the uh, weekend after, right? Because it's kind of it's kind of like this is the time where a lot of stuff kind of happens, right? So you kind of have to play it by ear.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably end up doing that more often. Um, we have been sticking to every two weeks in the past, but maybe we. Uh, if there's a, a week of activity, um, and uh, and it's worth doing uh, doing the episode, then well, I think we'll uh, we'll arrange for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I even ended up doing a bonus episode, I think, with Joe for for one of those days. It was just crazy.
0: Exactly, yeah, and uh, we also don't want to lose any of our market share when uh, when Rush's uh, Black Ops special podcast finally
1: launches. <laughs>
2: yeah, that'd be nice.
1: Have you um watched that new Game of Thrones that came out?
0: I've seen the first episode because um, it was available for free on uh, on YouTube, but I don't have the the TV package to to watch it, so I'll probably end up watching it when all the episodes are out, and I can just kind of get a you know like a one week trial or something.
1: Yeah, I usually just uh, go online and find it type thing, right?
0: don't know what you're talking about, bearing in mind that this is being recorded and there's a huge audience of it.
2: Well, it's the internet. It's big. It's wide. There's a lot of things on the internet.
0: <laughs> that are big and wide? You betcha. Okay, on that note, uh, anything else? Uh, any final thoughts?
1: Um. Yeah, the uh, I have seen the new Lord of the Rings too. And I I have to say, like, if I'm comparing, this is what I wanted to say, like, if you're comparing the two, it feels like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings is running with scissors, right? And the Game of Thrones is like more of like a refined dialogue for adults, right? Whereas I'd say the new Lord of the Rings is just, I don't know, it's kind of for kids, I guess, but it's very boring, I would say, right?
2: Whereas the House of the Dragon, the new Game of Thrones, it's more refined and it's just more fun to watch. Yeah, I've
0: I've only seen the first episode of the Lord of the Rings as well and uh, it didn't it didn't
1: pull me in at all. No, which is sad because you know, like growing up, right? Like one of the first ever book series I read was Lord of the Rings and I loved it, right? So to see kind of what's happening with that show and for them, you know, like what you see and what you hear is they put a bunch of money into it and then you have that kind of result where it's just boring. You know, it's kind. Of, I'm kind of shocked that it's not more fun and engaging, right? Like, it's just boring, which is sad.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, you're thinking about it, the, the game that we play playing, um, so many of the races are, are based on Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, to- totally, right? And that's why I, I think way back when is when I uh, joined this, because it kind of gave me that, you know, like a personal feel of, hey, like I can kind of, be like a lord lord of the rings kind of guy and just kind of like have my own kind of kingdom and do whatever i want right cuz like back when ross had halfling as hobbits uh i always just picked a hobbit you know cuz it was just fun yeah
0: no, i was i was the same like all of my early names were lord of the rings reference you know like if i was playing a dwarf it would be something like mind of moria or you know lothlorien something like that so um yeah i was the same so so yeah, yeah, I think it's the it's a, the that uh, the show's not been uh, well received or really put together as, as well as we'd hoped.
1: Yeah, well, like, would you just say for your perspective, Lord of the Rings was it just boring for you, or like, what was it?
0: Yeah, I I was completely lost interest in really anything that was going on. And other than you know if there's any bits of action, but then talking about you know whether someone's a politician or not as an elf, I'm like ah, oh. it just uh, it, it wasn't doing anything for me.
1: Yeah, and then, like, you can kind of visually compare it to the movies that came out, like, 20 years ago. And I'd almost say the stuff that I saw 20 years ago with, like, the visualization, the scenes, the acting, the actors themselves was just – it's just so much more of a refined product than what you're seeing with what Amazon's done with it, right? Like, I don't see any, like, even big-name actors, and, you, and, you, and you're telling us you drop like, you know, half a billion dollars on this show, and you can't even bring in, like – an actor that, you know, has some renown,
2: you know? It's just bizarre.
0: Yeah, it also kind of like speaks to it. seems as though there wasn't much faith in what was being done with it.
1: Yeah, it just, I don't know, it just saddens me, and I don't even, like, look forward to whenever the next episode is. Like, I'm just kind of, like, I've seen the four episodes now, and I've, I've given it, you know, like, I like to give something a little bit of leeway and kind of, like, evaluate it and you know, try to like let it be good because you know you have these childhood memories of 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 the books, and then later on, you have the movies, right? And you're like, oh, those are just so good. And then for somebody to just give you a real shit sandwich. you know, it's just it just
2: feels bad, man, you know. I hear you But, yeah, that's all I wanted to say was just how disappointed I am in the Lord of the Rings remake of of the
1: show and how boring it is and and what they're doing with it is just like oh
2: you know sad best way to say it sad
0: well i'm sure that's what everyone tunes in for your uh, your tv reviews
1: well yeah i mean I, like for me fundamentally i don't know how you can just bring something so shitty to the table that i don't even know if you heard about this but Uh, amazon was actually hiding reviews so they were hiding the reviews that were below seven right and uh wouldn't let people actually post a review for like a week after after the show first aired right because it was just getting blasted by by people just saying how boring or how bad it was right so it's just kind of you know it's just funny but yeah that's uh that's all i wanted to Bring to the table was just a TV review. And, you know, sometimes you gotta have a little TV review at the end. Okay. Well, until next time. Absolutely. Take it easy.